Right, welcome on to another episode of the Chat Footy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chat Footy. Again, we are on day seven, I think. Is it day seven? Yeah. <laughs> I think it is, isn't it? Um, yeah, so Chris, we, we're going to speak a little bit about the footy today, but obviously you and I haven't had a chance to speak about England, USA, so what did you reckon to that shit show? <laughs> that was it, Dave, <laughs> moving on. Um, look, I, I don't rate Gareth Southgate. I know we got to the final of the Euros, but... I think he's got, it's like anything, it just feels so familiar. You know, Sven-Goran Eriksson, I, I liked him initially and, and I felt that the football, that was 20 years ago now, but the football was like dynamic. It had the squad mm. to challenge and we just never did it. So fucking cautious. When we start, I know we ran, weren't world beaters. However, they beat Wales. They look like a completely different team because everyone was saying, how are these in the top 20? Well, in the Welsh game, they actually looked like a top 20 team. They looked very good, very well organised. They had a point to prove. And Wales, it should have been about five or six. They absolutely hammered Wales from start to finish. They yeah. watched that game. They really did. And I want the Welsh to go through, Dave. You know, got Welsh family and that, even though I'm English. I still support them. Obviously, when they play England on Tuesday, I want us to absolutely nail them. But, you know, there is a, a thingy there for them. But I thought Iran was so much better, which was great for England. And it showed, because that game was on first, it showed that... We actually did a really good job and Southgate got it mm. right and he was pragmatic. Me and you were both saying we don't think he would be when we first did the initial uh, chat footy comeback show. It went to fucking tight. It went back to England. I thought we were unlucky yeah. not to get beat, if I'm being honest. I thought USA were better. I know Seth and Math, you know, you said the same to uh, Seth and that on, the, on the podcast, but I just genuinely thought it was crap. I thought Mason Mount was fucking terrible. Why he didn't have Phil Foden playing, I don't know. Grealish looked okay when he came on. He looked like there was a bit of a threat. It was a little bit different. The USA didn't really have... They couldn't really uh, figure him out. I think Foden should have been playing. Mount was doing nothing. Harry Kane, I thought, was rubbish, Dave. I thought he looked slow, ponderous. I think he's injured, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, the injury just didn't... He's not getting the service. Sterling was crap. I thought, Harry, I thought Harry Maguire had a good game at the back. He seemed to be... Uh, front and centre again, the headers, mm. you know, the corner, the clearances were good. It was just rubbish. However, we've got to literally get beat by four or five goals against Wales not to go through. So one way or another, we're pretty much through anyway, whatever happens on Tuesday. So it's just, yeah, it was just crap. And I just felt like I've seen this. I'm 44 now. I've seen this literally in my whole fucking adult life watching England. This is why... I get annoyed. Southgate's a shit manager who got sacked by Middlesbrough and got the England job. That says it all. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not going to say he's a shit manager, but he's not an elite manager, is he? He's not no. a Guardiola. He's not a Klopp. He's not even a Tuchel. You know, it's... And what's pissed me off more than anything, to be honest, because I missed the match and I, I kind of got it by proxy. I was running around picking kids up and stuff and, uh, like, I was catching it on the radio and it sounded horrendous, but obviously I was listening to, to what Math and Seth were saying as well. But since then, I've heard Southgate come out and say, like, well, you know, we didn't want to play Foden in the middle because, you know, it, it's he it, it doesn't play there for his club and yada, yada, yada. You Look, Chris, I've got no love loss for uh, Man City at all, but Phil Foden is a fucking generational talent and it pains me to admit it but he's fucking brilliant yeah. you find a way southgate to fucking get 
aiming that's it and if you fail to do that then it is a failure to be honest yeah. and I think South, Southgate has been so lucky with so many things like yeah we got to a final yeah we got to the semi-final and you would say both of those things he absolutely failed you know in, in the World Cup in Russia we won three games you know because the the thing against Colombia we, we won on penalties so that was a draw really and we lost three games lost against fucking Belgium twice yeah. <laughs> um, I, as well as the Croatia one. So I just think that he, he's not actually. The record, you know, you'd say he's been quite successful, but I do think the, the whole system, the fact that there's so much money in the Premier League, the fact that you've got these great players coming through, that people who haven't even made it, Sancho, I mean, I don't know what's happened to United, but he looked a proper talent as well before he went there. Uh, before you ruined him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Bellingham, Rice, these are good players made yeah. to look average in a pragmatic system. And as well as Foden, the fact that Trippier gets picked over Trent Alexander-Arnold is a fucking joke for me. And again, there is this narrative, this perception about Trent about his defending. But there are things that Trippier does and I tell you what Chris Kyle Walker makes so many mistakes at the back it's unbelievable and I said to you about the Spurs game fucking I noticed Gary Neville's changed his tune so now that it's convenient he's like oh I should be playing Trent hang about it. you've been fucking slating him for the last couple of years <laughs> where does this come from um, but you know Trippier and Kyle Walker make these mistakes and they're, they're just mistakes they get get written up. Trent, it's this massive fucking character flaw. If he gets near a mistake, that Spurs game, I think I, I spoke to you that Eric Dyer, literally a fucking England defender, cost Spurs the game with a mistake in that in that game. Yeah, he did. And Trent Alexander-Arnold nearly made a mistake. And all Neville could talk about was how Trent nearly cost Liverpool the game. And he didn't fucking mention the fact that Eric Dyer did cost Spurs the fucking game. Yeah. So it's a weird thing that I think Southgate suffers from as well. He's like, oh, fucking Trent. Oh, yeah, he can't defend. Bullshit. Yeah. We're at the... All right, we're not quite at the races this year, but we have been for the last five or six years. Trent Alexander-Arnold has won every fucking domestic and European trophy European that trophy, he can yeah. do. Yeah, he has. It's 23. Again, you find a fucking way to get him in the side. And the fact that he wants to play, you know, someone more pragmatic. I, I don't know what he sees in Trippier, to be honest. Uh, decent player. I'm not saying he's rubbish, but he's not fucking Alexander-Arnold. So, yeah, I, I, I want Southgate to prove me wrong, Chris. But I just think he's an average manager with some very, very good players. And they're going to have to succeed in spite of him rather than because of him. I agree. I, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. I think uh, Trent Alexander should play. Triff is 33 now, only 32, whatever he is. He, he, yeah, all right, he's got a free kick in him, but so's Trent. And then also, Trent's got the, the crossing. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. Harry Kane needs that service. I didn't see Trippier do one good cross, 
the other night, Harry Kane needs it. Like what Beckham used to be like with Van Nistelrooy and that. You've got yeah, to service yeah, the yeah. player. You can't have... Look, I never rated Lukaku. He was like a fucking wardrobe when he played, the way he turned and that. He was fucking terrible like back, back against the goal. However, his strength was put the ball in front of him or whip them crosses in and he will score. Yeah. And we never at United played to them strengths. I mean, Valencia was on the wing, couldn't fucking cross his legs. He was fucking terrible. So... If you're going to play Harry Kane and do that, Harry Kane, I had to say, I thought was pretty terrible, is play to his strengths. Get Trent crossing the ball. I'm with you on that, Dave. I'm not just saying that. He said it. There's no United-Liverpool bias. He's a better player than Trippier by a mile. And I also think it's it's one of them things where I want England to go into a tournament and have no regrets. And I don't think I've ever been in a tournament in my life where I haven't come away going, if we'd just done this or if we'd just believed we'd have had a go and if we go down and we lose and we die on our shield so so be it but I'd be happy as a fan to go you know what he did the best thing but all we ever get with him is bottle merchants who fucking are too scared of actually losing and conceding a goal not worried not taking it to the other team and actually just going for it and if you get beat you get beat but you've had a go and that's what I'd, that's all I want when I watch it David I, I felt it just felt like I was watching one of them shitty friendlies that you get like two weeks into the mm. season which mean nothing you put it on and it's like terrible you've got the kids there who've come from the scout hut who've got fucking 53 tickets going England England I was like oh this is fucking terrible it pisses me off but it, it it's so frustrating watching that game because I was just like this is terrible you know it was a really really yeah. poor game I, I do think we're going to go out with a fizzle. Like you yeah. say, barring yeah. some kind of miracle. And, and Wales, you know what? They they can't be as bad as they were against Iran. And if they are, then it, it really is time to, you know, complete reboot now. You know, Bale looks out of it. All right, got a penalty. whoop de do. Ramsey looks like a shadow of his former self. I, I think they need to, you know, almost tear it up and... and you know, start looking at the younger players coming through. But I mean, it's it's been such a, a good spell for them, hasn't it? You know, the last sort of five or so years. I remember when uh, Bowden missed the penalty, and I, I remember thinking, "Oh, fucking hell, Wales! Uh, you know, they're not going to make make it through." And I know a lot of people don't like him because of how they were. Like when we got knocked out by Iceland, they were celebrating like they'd won the game or something. But I just can't help but have a soft spot for them. You know, a favourite player growing up was Ian Rush and he was Welsh. I remember following him, you know, when they had the likes of, um, you know, Mark Hughes, Ian Rush, Dean Saunders all up front. You had fucking Giggsy on the left, although Ferguson used to let him play much less than I thought he <laughs> should have played. Should've but, um, yeah. yeah, but and, and you're thinking, well, all right, I know we've got, you know, lesser defenders, but how the fuck does that team not do much better than it is? But uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that was probably the best Wales team you're ever going to see. Whereas you know, in recent years, they've been better than that. So, yeah, I, I think England will go through. But I tell you what, I mean, you say about Maguire, and again, I, I expect him to be that, that kind of look at the back when, when, when there's not much craft as such in the attack. You know, and you you're reliant on someone to win challenges, to win headers, and whatever. Maguire's good. That's what he was at Leicester. You know, United need a different defender. 
you need more of that Ferdinand type, someone who's quicker, someone who's going to bring it out of defence and stuff. That's why he falls short at United for me. But fucking out, Chris, can you imagine uh, like Mbappe running against Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fouls all over the place. It should be R-rated, that. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I just I fear for when he comes up. In fact, you know what? That whole defence, when they come up against an actual decent attack, a proper world-class attack, that that's what I'm, I'm a bit worried about, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Even Messi, Dave, don't matter how old he is, he's still got that round his feet. He's fucking horrendous, isn't he, with the ball at his feet. He's still class. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think, moving on to that, like France's game against Denmark, 2-1, you know, Mbappe wins it. They've got a world beat there, haven't they? They've got someone who can win games. Yeah. I've never been a massive fan of Mbappe, I must admit. I don't like his whole attitude thing now with PSG, where he's literally controlling the team like Neymar. But he has got some at Dave. I don't necessarily think he's a, he's going to finish his career like Messi or Ronaldo. And he's, you know what I mean? But he is a world beat. He can win games on a touch of a dime. He's quick. So mm. I get I get that. And obviously, Messi, Argentina won 2-0. Um, Yesterday, Poland won as well against Saudis, which Saudi had missed the penalty. Yeah, considering what a great uh, win they had against the Argies, that group wide open, completely. I thought Poland uh, were a bit lucky there. I thought in the first half, Saudi Arabia were the better side. I thought the goal was against the run of play. And that fucking penalty, it's when you know it's like, yeah, you're fucked, mate. (laughs) And you know what? As brilliant as that performance was, and, you know, Biggest upset ever, apparently, Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. The fact that, you know, they they give everyone a day off after, you know, in celebration on it, it it did kind of, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, guys, you've won one game in a tournament. Celebrate after, you know, but actually, you need a bit of a rest day, but you should now be focused on the next game. Because the the way the Saudis played against Argentina, I did think they had a real chance against Poland. And maybe I'm just kind of retrospectively fitting the the fact that maybe they've taken their eye off the ball. But, you know, now that group looks pretty hard, doesn't it? You know, you've got Mexico, obviously might might miss out. But but, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like... If they'd have delayed that whole day off and like going absolutely nuts at beating Argentina, I, I think they might have got a different result against Poland. Potentially, and also the fact that they all got Rolls Royces, Dave, it doesn't yeah. fucking help. And they've now gone from just being, you know, great professional footballers to Flash Harrys. They've got these fucking rollers that they that when they get home, which is brilliant and fair play to them. But you wouldn't see that in the UK, would you, in England? I mean, they've got the money anyway, most of the no. people. I thought it was brilliant. Like you say, you get a day yeah. off and you get a Rolls Royce. What happens if they beat fucking someone else? What else do well, they get? Exactly. What if they qualify? They'll be national heroes, won't they? But, but no, I think you're right. I think I've really enjoyed the World Cup more than I I thought I would. And and the fact that a lot of the political stuff, it's been said to death. I I agree with a lot of the sentiments that have been said. I certainly do. But let's just watch the football now. Nothing's going to change. We're here. Yeah. You know, I I don't like the moral compass of a lot of the people who were, who were speaking up. If you were that bothered, don't fucking go. We mentioned that in one of our podcasts. Fucking Alex Scott was the best. I, after you said it to me, I went and watched the uh, the replay. 
and she's saying, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I thought about not coming, but in the end, I thought, yes, I'll come. <laughs> it's job. like, show me the money. Give yeah. me your five-star hotels. Don't yeah. fucking lecture us. We all know, you know, and we'll watch a proper documentary, but yeah, I agree. Let's, let's focus on the football now. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. And, and again, today we've got another like, nine hours of football, Dave, on and off. It's, it's like, so great. Soon, so soon good. as the game finishes, it's like, oh, I've got an hour wait. I'll go and get something to eat and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, like, for today's games, we've got Japan, Costa Rica. I do like the look of Japan. That's obviously Japan victory. I think Belgium, Morocco. Belgium were terrible in that first game against Canada. Canada was so unlucky. But I can't yeah. say anything other than the Belgium win. Croatia, Canada is going to be a cracker. And then to finish it off, Dave, the last game of the day, seven o'clock on the BBC One, is Spain v Germany. Now that potentially could see Germany getting booted out if Spain win. That is going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, and and you know the Spanish again, Gary Neville. I'm going to stick the boot in again. Said there was no goals in this Spanish team. I know. <laughs> and then they went off and won seven nil. Yeah, but did, um, yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to go for the throat, aren't they? They, they yeah. are absolutely going to take the opportunity, if they can, to knock Germany out of this tournament. You know, it's yeah, got to be so. a bit of an added incentive. And this is one of the biggest games so far. We've had, like, in terms of great games, we've had these unexpected ones, and that's one of the great things about the World Cup. But in terms of your big, you know, classic powerhouses of World Cup football, Spain and Germany, they, this is so far. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. Spain, if they've got anything about them, they've got a goal for them. I'm just looking at the group, Group E. Spain and Japan are on three points. Germany and Costa Rica on zero. Costa Rica are going to get nothing. They were terrible in that first yeah. game. Um, you, you, I might see a draw, but Japan are going to beat Costa Rica. So then it's down to yeah. Spain in the last game against Japan. That, that's like the one. As long as Spain don't get beat, the through. So Germany are really balls there they've really made a cock up at the start of this and they've got an aging squad now haven't they so you know muller's still there he's supposed to be 32 david i can't believe he's still playing yeah he's 32 for about seven years obviously um what's he called <laughs> a buddy keeper's 36 now it doesn't really matter for a keeper does he? he's still a great keeper no yeah no yeah yeah manuel no but but then the rest of the team there there's a few creaking uh, bodies in that team which obviously in 2010 mm. they were up and coming weren't they they were like the young yeah, pragmatic yeah. team and that whereas and I do love the fact that all we're going to see is the fucking their manager sniffing his fucking fingers and he puts them down his pants there oh, for the whole God. game it's a dirty bastard <laughs> it's a dirty bastard I, I still I, oh, it's disgusting isn't it <laughs> fucking you planted that in my mind's eye now it's oh, fucking horrible <laughs> anyway Dave great to get back on and talk chat for you again is there anything else you want to mention before we uh, wrap this one up no that's it like i say i mean well done to australia actually um yes. from yesterday i missed that game so i was at you know i tell you what chris so i was watching max's game and this is just like under 13 level but got beat three nil in the end but i tell you what you know, fucking VAR does my head in, right? <laughs> but it's planted in your head. And the thing is, we had a penalty, right? When it was nil-nil, lad cracks it, hits the underside of the bar. And I'm like, that's over the line, that. Definitely over the line. Oh, referee didn't think so, so you play it on. But you're feeling a bit of injustice there. 
and then they score a, a, in the second half. It was midway through the second half, and it, it was really tight. There was nothing in this game at all. They scored a, a really good breakaway goal. We just got caught upfield a bit. And then the, for the second goal, the linesman... So what you do is you get a parent yes, like, from either side, yeah. you know, and they, they'll run the line. They, they were on the attack. The ball went clearly out for a throw-in and then ends up not getting called and then they go up and then get a free kick and it was one of those where it was miles out you know he puts a cross in but everyone misses it everyone gets confused and it ends up just fucking floating into the or bouncing into the far corner <laughs> utter injustice again and i'm like oh, fucking hell with all the the camera here, you know, could we get a VAR sort of system going or what? <laughs> you know what, though, Dave? It's funny, isn't it? I mean, you see it more than I do. When Jordan played for years and she was at United and all that, and don't matter what level you play at, fucking the, the parents are just fucking idiots. Like my sister and my niece, my niece has played football. She's 14 now. She plays for lads' teams and she's just transitioned to a girls' team. She's a striker. She's, they've got scouts looking at her actually for the, you know, the, the women's teams and that for England and, and stuff. Mm. You're very good. And Jordan was very good. I'm always disappointed. Jordan. She's 22 now that she never carried it on because she, she really did have something up front, but mm. she just never carried on. She played till she was about 14 and she still loves kicking a ball and doing kicks. She just doesn't play. And, uh, but the amount of fucking times it kicked off, like, I, I'm i not into that. My brother, Adam, literally every week he was getting sent off. You know, he'd watch his lad play. <laughs> and I'm like, what, you're a fucking idiot. You know, like, this is the whole point. The referees have such a problem with it. Mm. And I always used to lecture him and everything. And, and our Adam's got a proper trigger-happy temper anyway. So he just, he, he goes at anything. He, and it's like, every week he was getting sent off or he's having a go at one of the other dads <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. That does not show anyone. Anyway... He fucking come watching one week, didn't he? I'm watching with Jordan. I never get involved in anything. And now and again, I'd coach the team if they were short, whatever, just just to help him and, and all that. And this one dad was at Jordan all the way through, Dave, telling his daughter to kick her and foul her and go through the back of her. You know what I'm right. just like, see, so taking it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of one of the the last straws was when he just went fucking stutter or something well that was it wasn't it I fucking yeah, went and, and yeah. our Adam's pissing himself laughing <laughs> I just remember turning around to the dad and went you say one more thing and we're going outside and he's like you what we're going to say one more thing I'm not speaking to you we're going over there and the fucking dad was like there's no need for that mate I went it's kids football don't be fucking telling your daughter to... and I was trying to be yeah. calm but then you know you, you know that you get that fucking bubbling and I when went, you've lost it yeah I just, I just gone I went <laughs> you say one more thing and we're going over there I'm going to fucking do you <laughs> and then I was like I need to stop coming now and then Jordan luckily yeah. was like I'd never done that before in years of watching her for years I've never never ever done it but just that one thing triggered me because he was and the ref was doing nothing about it because they'd had this yeah Big, you know this yourself. You you were a manager of, of um, kids teams and that is it was all MFA things used to come out and it was like keep your mouth and and the, the refs mm. did nothing because they were too scared and I get it you know but fucking hell it's like my sister yeah. comes back every week saying it's like fucking WrestleMania every week they supposed <laughs> to watch them. It's a fight and the, it's the parents not the kids. The parents yeah. get sent off every. Oh, it's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not as bad. Um, in our league, I don't think because, I mean, they're they're about midway, you know, because 
they promote up the better. It is like a, a normal league system, I guess. But yeah. the the real top teams, you know, are, are probably a lot more competitive. Now these, you know, you still get the odd parents and stuff shouting and stuff. But this is like. This is Bedfordshire, Chris, you know, so I, I think when you get a bit further down into Luton, but, but we're all nice here. <laughs> it's all Trafford, Dave, where I live. Fucking, what, if you don't turn up with a knuckle duster or a baseball bat, is it really a fucking kids football game? Yeah, yeah. get it, get it. <laughs> but it's but sad, it's, isn't it? It, it's fucking it sad. is, and, and the FA, they had something a few weeks ago, actually, where it was like um, something about... It was a silent weekend or something. So literally everyone was supposed to not cheer, not shout, not do anything. And the problem is, well, the thing is, what what used to piss me off when I was coaching is the parents try to coach from the sidelines. And some of them are just like, just fucking do this or just fucking do that. You know, and it's like, listen, mate, it's not that fucking easy. You know, maybe they're, they're not capable of doing that. Maybe they're not like fucking Ryan Geeks r- running down the left wing yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So that that is that is a bit of a problem. And, and as soon as you, you do get, you know, a few parents shouting, then then it's like a thing that just snowballs and escalates. So, you know, yeah. Very quick, man. I know we've got a fit tangent, but I watched the BBC report about that. It was about two or three Saturdays ago. It was just before the World Cup, and I watched it. And they sent the reporter in, and it was it was in Manchester, Dave. It was actually one of the Manchester leagues, and they had the coach and his assistant, and he's chatting shit. He's going. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest things they've done. We really need everyone to buy into it. And I'm looking at him thinking, I bet you're the fucking screaming every week on the sidelines. And they've just pulled some random team out from Manchester. Can we come and interview you? And he was, I could just tell by his face, I was like, fuck off, mate. You are absolutely blagging it. I was like, yeah, the silent be brilliant. Yeah, I think everyone should do it. And it helps because we get so much aggro. But I don't know what it was, Dave. I just kept thinking, you are not sincere when you're delivering that. They're probably people who know him are going he's probably the worst one in the fucking league yeah <laughs> yeah but um but anyway chris kids football aside um <laughs> got another top game of uh, uh world cup football to look forward to today haven't we so yeah, we i know we've gone off on that tangent but always good to speak about a bit of footy with you no, brilliant, mate. Thank you, as always. And appreciate everyone else who's jumped on. Seth, Maths, and Max will be on as well. Unfortunately, like I said, the episode with Max has been... It's in the graveyard of podcasts. We'll get Max back on. Uh, so if you want to email us, guys, chatfootypodcast.gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, at chatfooty. So please uh, spread the word, guys. If you've got people, your friends are into the World Cup and that, we're in them charts now. We're in the top 30 of the World Cup podcasts around the world, Dave. So that's brilliant considering nice. we've not done one for four years. So I'm really pleased with that. We both are. Um, tell your friends about it. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep on producing while the World Cup's on at least. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, sir. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.